Hi, beautiful souls. Welcome to Humanity Feels. I'm your host, Yasmin Elsmore. This is a space where healing and conscious conversations happen. Join me on this journey as we dive into spirituality, relationships, and all the things that make us human. You'll also hear personal stories and practical advice from some of the best coaches, lightworkers, and spiritual entrepreneurs in the game. Let's heal, break patterns, shift paradigms, and rise together. Beautiful souls, I am so beyond stoked for this week's podcast episode. We have a really, 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 really special guest. I was so excited to get him on to the podcast. And some of you might be familiar with his work on Instagram. And I'm super excited for you guys to hear this incredible conversation that we had all about humor, healing through humor, uh, the awakening that we're all experiencing, transformation, all the amazing topics. But um, the guest, the special guest is James McRae. He is an author, poet, creative guide, and meme artist based in Austin, Texas. In his writing and art, he applies the principles of mindfulness and Eastern philosophy to modern life with humor and candor. James has led workshops and brainstorms with top global brands to help define their mission, vision, and brand story. He has also written articles on creativity for publications like Forbes, HuffPost, and Elephant Journal. He is the author of two books, Shit Your Ego Says, and How to Laugh an Ironic Amusement During Your Existential Crisis. And on his popular Instagram page, which is Words Are Vibrations, James shares daily memes, they're amazing by the way, (laughs) poems and illustrations that delight and inspire his audience. And last but not least, he hosts a podcast called Homesick Alien Club that explores the intersection of creativity, consciousness, and culture. So with all of that being said, guys, tune in, enjoy the conversation, share with friends and family and whoever else needs to hear it, and let me know how you like it. Hi, James. Welcome to the podcast. What's up, Yasmin? Thanks for having me. Yeah, I'm so stoked to have you on today because we need some humor and laughter from the meme master himself. (laughs) (laughs) I'll do my best. (laughs) I love that. Um, But yeah, I'm like, I'm super excited, James. I it's so funny because I had wanted to get you on my podcast for so long. And then when you posted the story about, you know, just looking to to collaborate on podcasts, I was like, ooh, (laughs) me. I was like, let's go. Let's do this. So, yeah, yeah. so excited. Yeah, it's, it's about time that we got a chance to to hang out in the digital world. Totally, totally, for sure. And, you know, what better timing than right now, right? With um, this collective craziness that's going on. Best thing we could do is just connect <laughs> on the Internet and social media. <laughs> yeah, exactly. You know, when the <laughs> when the. When the when the times get crazy, the, the the crazy people need to get together. So here 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 we here we are. <laughs> yes, exactly. The aliens need to get together for sure. <laughs> totally, totally, James. But before we start, you know, our conversation, let's just you know just give us a little backstory of who you are and um, anything you're comfortable sharing about your awakening story and all that good stuff. Yeah. So. <clears throat> My name is James McRae, and I am um, a writer, a poet, a meme artist, mm. uh, a podcaster. Love it. Yeah, kind of a internet. I would just say I'm like an internet creative. I, I do a lot of different types of um, 
writing and art and it's mostly geared towards the internet you know i've done a lot of stuff in the past i've written books um i've written i've done more traditional work whether it's painting or graphic design mm. and lately you know because a lot of people share art on social media right and what i've been trying to do lately is not only share art on social media but like make art that's like native to social media which mm. is a little different because like the, the 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 medium is a little bit different and it's like right if, it, if it's if it's meant to be on instagram what does that look like what what does a poem that's made for instagram look like and like and it all kind of looks kind of like memes you know it kind of yeah because 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 memes are kind of like the native art form of social media totally <laughs> they're kind of totally. the first art form to emerge from social media specifically so now i found myself you know i used to wake up every morning and write and like work on my books or like work on poetry and I still do that kind of stuff, but now I'll I'll also just like wake up in the morning and just start working on memes. So my creative awesome. my creativity has taken like a little bit of an unexpected direction over the past year. Awesome, <laughs> I love it. But it's I mean memes are it's so fun. fun to share. That's the thing, you know. It's um, you can communicate yeah. a lot through a meme that you can't communicate otherwise like you could write an essay to describe your perspective on something right or you could make the right meme with the right message and it's totally. just gonna it's just gonna hit in a different way and it's gonna be shareable and you won't get like this like the substantive like meat that you would from like reading a whole book right but the idea is you can just give people little hits it's like it's like microdosing philosophy almost I right love that. Yes. Oh my gosh. I love that. <laughs> it's true. <laughs> you get little hits of something that can point someone's consciousness in a certain direction. Right. And you know, a lot of my memes are maybe like influenced by things like maybe Buddhism or right. other types of spirituality. And, and I, you can't give someone the whole depth of the philosophy through a meme, but you can kind of like, open their mind quickly through something funny that's mm -hmm. going to maybe like something's going to click for them and then that might encourage them to explore further so it's kind of like memes might be considered maybe like a you could consider them a gateway drug towards totally you know, deeper stuff so yeah that's kind of what i'm doing now and completely just in agreed terms of, yeah. yeah it's like planting the seed <laughs> you yeah. Know? yeah 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 and, uh, you know, you got to speak to people where they're at, you know, um, yeah. art is always changing and art changes with the culture. Mm. And, um, you know, like at one point people had to, to listen to music, they had to go sit in a theater and, and listen to a symphony. Right. Because they couldn't take the music home with them. It was, and then at some point the advancements of technology allowed people to, uh, you know, buy buy records or buy cds or right. download download mp3s and take it with them wherever they go so it's similar with the written language you know mm -hmm. at some point you probably need it like back in the day when people couldn't even read they needed to have like a priest tell them what the bible said <laughs> <laughs> right right <laughs> and then and That's then at funny. a certain point they could uh read themselves and read the bible mm -hmm. for themselves and then 
and then audiobooks came along and right and and again a meme is a, a substitute for a book but it is a new way to distribute information right absolutely um, so it's just the 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 technology and the culture is always changing and then art you know evolves to keep up with the the changing times and it's it's fun to play around with new <laughs> new ways of communication cuz memes are pretty they're pretty funny and if 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 you know if if i if i if i chuckle when i'm when i'm making a meme it's a pretty good <laughs> sign so it's uh, <laughs> The, the, you know ho hopefully they make they make people laugh because that's kind of like what you said yeah that's what kind of what we need in these crazy times totally yeah yeah we'll definitely talk more about that for sure because oh my god i mean i for, for one i know for a fact that like so many people enjoy your memes because like so many people i follow constantly share your stuff <laughs> <laughs> mm. and it's like and it's so funny it's like oh that, that's dames <laughs> that's his meme it's like i just know when something is yours so like i mean awesome job james on creating that and having that be an outlet for people to connect on a deeper level and to like understand themselves more and to ultimately like have fun with it you know and share it with their loved ones and their friends um because yeah we definitely we definitely need that right now um and i have at least like 50 of your memes saved probably because <laughs> I'm, like, I'm like this is i need this for later you know <laughs> perfect thank you <laughs> yes so i love that i love that um i also wanted to ask you james like how has humor um and memes you know helped you heal on your awakening journey mm. yeah i mean humor is such an underrated medicine yeah for right? sure. like i mean it's an old saying that you know laughter is the best medicine but you know these days there's an emphasis on healing in right. like the spiritual community and that's great because you know I, people are starting to realize that we have all this we've all been traumatized <laughs> our, totally our whole lives for various reasons yeah um, yeah. some, you know, some big traumas, some small traumas, but all of us have been traumatized, right? exposed to trauma. And, and, and some of that is just ancestral trauma that's passed uh -huh. on mm -hmm. through generations and we end up with it and we, and then we have to deal with it. And I think we're like, we have a lot of people now that are learning, you know, to take the responsibility of healing th that trauma so they don't continue to pass it on to future generations. Right. Right. which is beautiful which is beautiful and right. um it's exciting yeah it's exciting and a lot of but a lot of the healing that's taking place um it to me it feels it, it can often feel heavy right and 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 like work mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. and um totally. you know everyone needs their own medicine and everyone heals a different way but i yeah. think it's for for me personally like when, when something feels too heavy or like a burden like i've got i've got to do these things to heal yeah and it feels like work that doesn't work as much for me because it just right. feels like you're still carrying that burden and you're and yeah. you're taking the same feeling of that burden into the healing space totally and i feel like it comes from a place of feeling unworthy and it's almost like I have to heal this if not then I'm imperfect or I'm unworthy um so that having that balance is super important yeah yeah I, exactly and for me right. it's just like and, and again this is just me but for me being able to laugh at 
how crazy the world is and how mm -hmm. absurd all of it is. Right. I mean, we can take it. It's easy to to get to take the world to, like very seriously mm -hmm. because look, I mean, look look around. It's messed up, and <laughs> right. there's a lot of terrible things that happen every day, totally. all around the world. Some unspeakable. Yeah. bad things are happening every day it's yeah. easy to like take on the weight of the world yeah. but for me like ma laughter is like a tool of like um transformation and um transmuting that yeah. heaviness and that pain into something lighter and it's like um for me living with a lightness and with a sense of humor and being able to laugh at the absurdity of the world that for me that radiates an energy from myself that can maybe help alleviate the pain of others right i think that you yeah. cannot like um I love that. it's one like foot. yeah thank you because yeah. it's you know it's it's like we can go around and try to help mm -hmm. the world mm -hmm. and we should but if we're doing it from a place of heaviness oh, and yeah. like here yeah. responsibility and fear like something that we have to do my worry is that we're just perpetuating the same yeah cycle. weight in yeah. the same cycle to it to a degree um so for me and 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 the thing is everyone everyone has a different medicine to give and everyone needs a different medicine so just because something works for me doesn't mean it's gonna work for anyone else totally but for totally. me like i find myself playing the role of you know the the trickster archetype yeah yeah. And even if you look at like um indigenous cultures, mm -hmm. there's often these people that are that are tricksters and yeah. they are their their role is to um create playful mayhem and to make people like to break people out of being too serious. So like mm. there might be like a there might be like a some kind of a like a I forget the names of some of them, but there's like a trials people need to go through in certain right. cultures and then there's tricksters there to almost like make fun of them while they're doing it <laughs> yes exactly <laughs> and um we, we need and i think in a way comics are the tricksters of you know yeah. uh modern civilization yeah. and um when we censor comedy it's 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 we're in trouble because comedy is almost like a it's the release of a pressure valve so yeah. instead of things getting too um there being too much pressure and right. things too getting uptight. too tense and yeah. too uptight yeah. humor is a way for us to kind of release that pressure valve and have some air come out through laughter yeah. that yeah. will just make the whole thing operate better so um I think humor is a great medicine. I think comedians are <laughs> healers in that mm, sense. Yeah, they are. <laughs> so I totally. love, I love, I love the intersection of consciousness and humor because, you know, a lot of comedy isn't necessarily high consciousness per se. I mean, I yeah. think all, I think comedy by nature of making people laugh is a medicine, but yeah. to, to do it in a, in a, in a, in a conscious way is, is even more so so totally yeah i just try to make light of everything while still acknowledging you know the yeah. <laughs> everything yeah. that we're going through totally totally james i mean my brain is going in so many different directions because you said so much so much amazing stuff there um but i love 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 what you said about like acknowledging the darkness that still exists not bypassing it not using humor as a tool to just bypass and to ignore 
the darkness that is around us, but to actually dive deeper into the darkness, you know, and using humor as a tool to be able to like, you know, dive a little deeper into these parts of ourselves and of society that we don't want to go into. Um, Cause yeah. I, you know, I'm the same way. I find myself, sometimes I find myself getting too serious into doing shadow work and stuff. Cause I mean, I will go to the depths of the darkness and I'm not afraid but sometimes it's like, oh, my God, it feels like a chore. And I'm like, wait a second. Why am I why am I getting so uptight and so serious about this when I could just make light out of it and, you know, just like take it easy? You know, like it doesn't always have to be this like firm thing of like I have to do and I have to heal. Like there are moments where you could just sit back, relax and like chill for a little bit, you know? Yeah. And like I think like maybe like humor is almost like uh, it's like a a flashlight when you're mm -hmm. going into the dark into the darkness right so you're still you're still going on the same journey right but it's it's like a flashlight or um maybe you're going through the journey with a you have like a boom box with music to keep you yeah. company right exactly. so it makes it a little more exactly. you're like okay you're like i'm going through i'm going through the darkness right now but at least i've got some funky music to keep me <laughs> to keep it fun <laughs> yes yes that's exactly like that's been my mentality because I think I told you on our last call that I'm I'm like entering my Saturn return <laughs> so yeah. everyone's always saying like oh my god Saturn return is like hard times there's a lot of darkness that comes with that and I'm sitting here like laughing about it you know I literally tell my boyfriend all the time and I laugh with him about it because I'm like yeah like Saturn's kicking my ass right now you know <laughs> but I do it in a way where I'm like literally i have the boom box with me and i'm like all right i'm taking this with me and i'm gonna dive into this darkness for the next couple of years but i know i'm gonna be okay you know and as long as i commit myself to having fun and enjoying myself along the journey because you'll, you'll never be here again you know at, at this point in the journey you're constantly growing you're constantly moving and like things are constantly shifting and transforming but as long as I can commit myself to laughing and, you know, enjoying myself every step of the way as much as possible, then, you know, life is going to be great. It's good. It's going to feel good in the end. And that's always, you know, my goal personally. Yeah. And, 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 and it's, and it's also, it's more than just humor. I think it's, it's I think it's kind of like playfulness in general mm -hmm. because, yeah. you know, things like dancing or singing yeah. Yeah. or, making art. time for yeah. art exactly art yeah. this is all these are all um they're all medicine and it's totally. like I, I i um i wrote something recently that was like we experience joy to the proportion that our inner child is still alive oh man right because oh, when you're that. the inner child wants to have fun it wants to play yeah. it wants to laugh it wants to get, you know get into some mischief explore yeah all the yeah things. and we don't I don't think we outgrow the yeah. inner child. I think we um, suppress it. <laughs> yeah. It becomes stifled as time goes on because we're exactly. told to do things a certain way in society. We're in this program. So society programs us, programs us to do things or act a certain way. And then we kind of forget that, you know, we need to tend to that inner child that still exactly. exists. Us. Yeah, exactly. And the more we can nurture that inner child and like make it feel free to come out yes. and, 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 and make it feel free to play. Yeah. And that's why it's so important to have like some kind of a, you know, creative practice. Cause I think the inner child is creative and right. everyone's, you don't have to be a great artist. You don't have to have like a lot of technical skill totally. to be creative. It's just a matter of, um, giving yourself a chance to 
you know, be curious and explore mm. and see where that takes you. Cause I think right. that when we kind of go on that journey of creativity, we always, um, it's like going on a journey in the woods where we're, we're going to like find some cool stuff. We're going to, we're going to, um, you know, see some things we don't see every day and we're going to come back feeling refreshed and renewed. And I think that's what creativity does for us. Totally. Yeah. I love that. I love that. And I love to see it as like, when we're connected to our minds, we're connected to the adult self, you know, when we're connected to our hearts, that's where the child self comes out. And that's where that connection flows. So I love seeing it that way. And I can connect with my heart and follow my passions and follow what makes me happy, what, you know, makes me feel passionate about life, whether that's dancing or art or bringing any of that alive that I used to do as a kid and, and using that as a tool to heal and to get in touch with myself and to learn more about myself ultimately. And that's, that's literally what I've been doing lately is I've been like exploring different outlets of things I used to love as a kid that I stopped doing. And I'm like, why did I stop doing this? You know, like I love dance and I love drawing and I love like all these things. And I'm like, I stopped doing this for so long. And this has been so healing on this journey of awakening that I've been on this time around. So, I mean, I love that. I love that, James. Yeah, absolutely. We don't, <laughs> we're taught, we're taught that everything is so serious because yeah. that's what, you know, the, the, the capitalist society is, <laughs> is, is so geared towards this right. idea of productivity. Yeah. And extreme if, masculine. You know, yeah. Extreme masculine, extreme yeah. productivity. Um, you know, it, if it's good for the business, that's what we're doing, regardless of how it affects mm. human lives. <laughs> yeah. And yep. Um, it's just, it just made everyone so crazy and like yeah. feel like a like a like a cog in a machine and right. you need to balance that out with you know the 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 feminine aspects of rest and restoration and um you know filling Creativity. your cup so you yeah, yeah I feel exactly filling your cup so you have something to to pour you know if we right. just keep running on empty and trying to be productive we're going to maybe do things right. but our actions won't have they won't be coming from a place of depth and they won't be um, purposeful. Exactly. So, mm -hmm. Exactly. Mm -hmm. Yeah. That's awesome, James. And like, I mean, that's exactly what we're going through right now is we're going through this, like, obviously this massive awakening that we've realized, Oh my God, we've been on go, go, go. And no one's actually been taking the time to step back and tap into their intuition or tap into what they truly want for themselves or their lives or what they actually desire. You know, it's, it's been all about just doing, going, working 24 seven, this hustle culture that, you know, I, I definitely don't agree with. Um, and because there's, if, if we don't have boundaries around that, then that's just unhealthy. So, you know, I, I totally like, that's exactly what we've been going through as a collective. And, I'm so excited for what's to come because that's going to change. Yeah, that's, that's the hope. You know, I think that um, if there's any right. silver lining to the past year and a half and all the madness we've lived through, you know, if there's any silver lining is that a lot of us have had, we've all had to take a time out from our regular lives. Yeah. We, um, we haven't been able to go into our offices. We mm -hmm. haven't been able to travel and like, um, 
you know, we haven't been able to just kind of live life as usual. And that's been hard, but it's, it's kind of like a pattern interrupt where, okay, I can no, I'm not, I'm no longer on autopilot. I'm not just kind of going through the motions right? and, and, um, reacting to what I'm supposed to be doing and just kind of spinning the wheels. Mm. I've got to, I've got to kind of go within a little bit. Exactly. Whether I'm stuck at home or or whatever it is, I, I'm I've got more time to sit with myself, and then when you sit with yourself, I mean, it's like almost like imposed meditation, right? Even if you're not actually meditating, mm-hmm. it's almost like you're you're a little bit more in a meditative state because you're you're not running around being distracted. Yeah. Um. You know, you might watch more TV, but you've also got more time to sit there and mm-hmm. kind of like reflect. And like yeah. when you reflect, you're like, well what, what am I doing with my life? Like, what are my priorities? Right. And a lot of people are starting to question the value of how we've Mm -hmm. been living. And like, Mm -hmm. do I want to go back to the office? Like some people are just like, can't wait to go back to normal. They're like, I just want to go back to normal and pretend this never never happened. Right. I don't think that's an option. I don't think that, I don't think this is like, okay, there's a pandemic. And as soon as we fix it, it's back to normal. Yeah. I think it's pretty clear that this is more like a, a, a big shift we're going through as a civilization. Yeah. Um, yeah. At this point, like, yeah, it's hard to deny, right? To what we were. I mean, the, I mean, the world economic forum is, is calling it the great reset. You know, that, that, that's, that's something that's being pushed and, 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 and Mm -hmm. that's in terms, that, that's in terms of it being like a new, um, you know, economic system that's like kind of, um, with, you know, new financial system. Yeah. Yeah. With AI as a big component and digital currencies and transhumanism. Sure. Yeah. Yeah. So there's a lot of things, Mm -hmm. there's a lot of, a lot of things are being, um, are shifting. Right. And, um, but we're giving a chance to kind of um, let go of the old and, you know, move forward into a, a new world. And there are different different people that want to create a, you know, a different, have different ideas on what the, the, the next world should be. But um, the old systems are, 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 they're beyond cracking. They're, they're falling apart. Um, yeah. And we're seeing, you know, how our supply chains aren't working, how um, just printing money on demand, mm-hmm. how that's how that's not working. Right. You know, how the medical system is broken. Right. So it, food, it's tough. All of it. The food. The food. Yeah, yeah exactly. And, and so I think, um, you know, going to more, um, more local, community-based, decentralized um, communities, yeah, um, is something that's looking more and more appealing to people, mm-hmm. and people are leaving yeah. cities. I know yep. you're still in New York, so yep. we'll wait for we'll wait we'll wait for you to get out. But no, <laughs> but we, I mean, um, yeah, James, I'm like I'm like still here, and I'm like, all right, I am I'm leaving soon. <laughs> I definitely yeah. about it. Yeah, it's got to be tough, right? Because we need people. Like I talked to a friend in New York the other day, and I'm like. I'm like, oh, it's a good thing. It's a good thing you're still there because we still need good people. <laughs> we need light workers. We, we can't have all the good people leave New York and LA. We need some yeah. people there to kind of hold down the fort. Yeah. <laughs> totally, totally. That's what I thought about the other day. I was like, I mean, like if everyone leaves, you know, my soul's here for a reason. 
<laughs> yeah. So I'm just like, I'll stick it out. Um, cause you know, I'm not, I don't, I'm not allowing the external to really affect me right now. I'm in my own zone. I'm in my own world. I'm just doing what I can to like handle things. And, um, yeah, I mean, I'm going through my own, my own level of awakening, my own healing journey right now. And, um, I want to be in my own shell, you know, so I'm not missing out on going out and like wanting to go to restaurants or wanting to go to like bars and clubs. Like that's not even my scene anyway. Um, so, you know, like I've, I've detached from that so much in the last few years, which I'm pretty grateful for because this would be really hard for me if I if that wasn't the case so yeah I mean I'm still here but I've already thought about you know going going out in nature and just you know creating a community of my own (laughs) and I'm like that's really appealing to you like you said to so many people yeah I mean here in here in Texas um so many people are looking to by land or even even move out of the city i'm in austin people are even moving out of austin to go kind of more into the country yeah and um and have land and have um have sustainable food sources of their own and this is a whole movement towards sovereignty yep because we can see how quickly i mean we you know like look what happened back in the or in the um last year when um you know, Amazon ran out of toilet paper, right? right? And, right. and there's a shortage. We, we we realize how quickly, like, we're so conditioned by having a button to press to have all of our needs met. Yeah. As yep. soon as that button, as soon as that button shut off, we're like, whoa, freak what, out. How do I get this? So, like, if if um if the if if and when the supply chains kind of start to break down. Mm-hmm what alternatives do we have in terms of sourcing food locally? Yeah. And people are starting to realize, oh, we need to know how to, yeah, we need to know how to run a community. Mm-hmm. We can't, we can't outsource the most important things that right. keep a community going. Totally. Totally. Mm-hmm. We've depended so much on, you know, the matrix and the programming that we've been in of, you know, people take care of us, they do things for us and, you know, everything is given to us and especially in, in major cities. Um, and we've, we've gotten so accustomed to that, that it like, that's why people are so terrified. It's because people are like, Whoa, I, how do I take care of myself? Yeah. Like and a, commu- in a codependent relationship. It, Oh, it definitely Literally. is. We've, we, we have a trauma bond with our society. 100%. 100%. Yes, James, exactly. I always say that to people. I'm like, literally, this is a toxic relationship. I know. And, <laughs> and we're supposed to have, like, you know, the idea of having local communities, but, yeah. but people don't even know their neighbors. Exactly. You know? Exactly. No one. Yeah. It's like if something were to happen, you know, in major cities, like no one even t- like I literally I live in a building and I literally don't I barely speak to my neighbors. Like yeah. I'll say hi and bye because I like to say hi to people. <laughs> but yeah. But besides that, everyone's pretty like, you know, in their own world. No one's trying to have conversation. No one's trying to talk. And it's like people are also in a lot of fear right now. So it, it's a lot harder to connect with people in person. So it's like, then what the hell do we do? <laughs> you I know. know? And that's why, like, you know, if if there were if there was to be like, let's say, let's that's I mean, and it, it might take, um, 
a certain amount of crisis to bring people together, right? Like yeah. imagine if imagine if there was a huge power outage in your yeah. city. Uh -huh. Um I bet you'd I bet you'd get to know your neighbors real quick because Absolutely. you'd have mm -hmm. to like sit outside on the stoop and just try to figure out figure out what to do next you'd have you you would have to get together yeah and just, work together just yeah. work together like find a plan ask people what they're doing uh you you would get to know your neighbors really quick if something like that were, were, were to happen so um right. yeah you know I, I feel like we need to <laughs> it could be a thing you know <laughs> and uh, hopefully know. it's hopefully it's 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 temporary but um we kind of need a little bit of uh you know um something to shake us out of our bad habits right yeah definitely <laughs> definitely that's literally a dark night of the soul though you know because when i think about it in 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 terms of our individual experiences when we go through a dark night we hit rock bottom essentially it's it's an ego death it's it's the idea that you know everything we knew to be true our beliefs our values collapses and we don't know what to believe in or, or we don't know our values anymore. And that's basically what happens is we have to rebuild from ground zero. Yeah, yeah that's that's a good point. You know, I think that um, I've made the comparison to a dark night of the soul as well. Yeah. I think, you know, some of us, I know I've gone on dark nights of the soul myself. Right. Um, if, if you're, if you're, if, yeah, if you're a quote unquote, you know, spiritual person, Right. You you, pro you probably have because it right. usually takes some type of a, um, yeah, an, an, an experience like that, like an existential crisis to a degree, mm -hmm. to kind mm -hmm. of where you can emerge out of that with a higher level of understanding. Definitely, definitely. So mo most spiritual people I know have 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 had some degree of dark night of the soul, which has led them to their current, you know, state of consciousness and awareness. Yeah. Um, so we can see how it was is as 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 much as it sucked at the time, we mm -hmm. can look back and see how it led us somewhere better. So 100%. and I think yeah. that's why this the quote spiritual community is maybe a little more um is is doing a little bit better right now because mm -hmm. we recognize that this is a, a cycle that mm -hmm. leads to something better like i feel yeah. like we're, we're like right now we're going collectively through a dark night of the soul yeah and if you've never experienced that it's really scary yeah um yeah but the hope would be that the same way an individual will emerge from their own crisis mm -hmm. with an elevated consciousness and understanding and gratefulness right. um my hope is that this is a collective version of that where we will emerge collectively with it with a a new understanding and level of consciousness that, and we'll, and we'll look back and be like, wow, that sure sucked, but I'm sure grateful we went, we went through it. Yeah. Cause it made us more resilient and stronger and we can appreciate the th the great things now that, that are coming or that we have because of those dark times, you know, and that's, that's how it feels um, on an individual level. When you go through that, it's, it sucks in the moment. Like you said, it's just like, Oh my God, this is dreadful. Like what the fuck is going on? You know, it's like, I'm so confused and so lost, but when you're out of it and you realize like, huh, wow, I I've emerged as the butterfly and mm. I I've shed my skin and I feel like, you know, a brand new version of myself. And it's, it's essentially the hero's journey. 
you know, where we come out and we're like, we're ready to share that medicine with the world of what we learned when we were in that cocoon. I love the cocoon metaphor. Yeah. Like, and, yeah. and what, what a better cocoon metaphor than like literally going into quarantine where you're stuck in your house. Literally. That's like literally. literally you're, you're going into the cocoon. And the... <laughs> like you can't always get out w- even if you want to. <laughs> Don't you always wonder like what, I mean, who knows how, conscious caterpillars even are but when that cat when that caterpillar goes into that cocoon what is going on in their heads (laughs) i thought about that a couple of days ago i you know what i mean (laughs) like do they think that they're dying do they think that they're napping like they i bet they don't they don't they don't know they're gonna grow wings right they can't know that maybe like uh on a subconscious intuitive level they do but they can't know that so i wonder what they think because yeah right i've always wondered that Mm -hmm. (laughs) i'm like are they like are they just sitting there and like what like literally what happens (laughs) how do they feel (laughs) that's so funny it's so true. They're probably though. like, "Oh, this world isn't fair. I've yes. I got to go into this thing, this stupid world. <laughs> my 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 karma is so bad. I've got to go yeah. crawl in this solitary confinement. Like I'm such a loser." <laughs> James, I feel attacked. Nobody loves me. <laughs> that was and me. then, but and then and then suddenly they're like, "Oh my goodness, what's what's happening?" And then the next thing you know, they have these beautiful multicolored wings and they're flying around the room and they're then like they're like, Oh, what was I so worried about? Oh but my god, James, literally like thank you for saying that. <laughs> because that was literally me back in like February when I was going through like the, the midst of my dark night. And I was like, Oh my god, like I have some really heavy karma. Like, what did I do in a past life? Like, I don't want to do this and be here anymore. What the hell? <laughs> And like now I'm like finally seeing the light and I'm like, oh, I'm getting there. <laughs> You're just growing your wings, baby. Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> I love that. That's amazing. It's so funny. Like we're we just we're all so similar too. It's crazy how, you know, we we all it's so interesting to see like the division going on right now because I'm like, at the end of the day, we all want the same thing we all want to live in a world of peace and love and freedom, you know, for, for the most yeah. part, at least, you know, I'm not going to speak for every single human being alive, but <laughs> I am going to say that like the, the majority of us really do want the same thing. Um, and when we allow these divides to get in between, it's like, we're missing the point. Yeah, no question. I mean, yeah. we, I think we've um, lost kind of this idea of just having, good faith in each other and that's yeah. personally because we are cut off as, as as a community like yeah we, like like we probably all have family members that we disagree with right like, who right. Do, who doesn't have a, a brother or a sister or a cousin or totally. aunt or uncle or a parent or even a childhood friend mm-hmm. that now we just like you just are not on the same page with yeah and um but you still have unconditional love for them totally because like, like, you're, your you're like you're like you're like that's my brother like I don't agree with him politically. I don't agree with how he spends his time or his money. I think he's, <laughs> you know, I don't, I don't agree with anything he does, but that's my brother and I love him. Right. And that's the problem we have, especially yeah. on social media. Like we don't love, you, you know, you might get people giving you mean comments and like, you don't love any of these people because you don't know them and right. you don't even, you don't even know your neighbors. 
Exactly. So if you just knew them as people, you would, you would, you would, you would give them some slack and be like, you know what? I understand why they think that way. Mm-hmm. And they're on their own journey and I'm going to be, you know, hopefully they can come around to this or that, but, and I'm here when they do. Right. Um, but I'm not going to condemn them. Yes. And we've been so cut off from our community that we were too quick to condemn people who don't believe what we believe. Cause I guarantee you that if we were, if we were walking in their shoes, we would think the same thing they think because exactly. we all have different cultural conditioning that leads us to our reasoning. We all have different trauma that puts us in, in different directions. Right. And we all have different parents in a different dynamics, uh, yeah. cultural upbringing that makes us who we are. So if we were, if we were raised in that same way, we would end up thinking the same way. Exactly. So that's why compassion is so important because the other person is us. It's just, a diff- it's like, it's like just us who was brought up differently. Exactly. I love that. I love that how you put it. It's so true. And it's like, you know, at the end of the day, it, it's, if we can all really support one another um, and understand that that person has their own set of beliefs and we will never truly understand that because all we know is what we were raised with. You know, we don't know another person's path. You know, we can intellectually try to understand it, but on an emotional level, that's very different. Yeah. And who says where, like, who says I'm right about anything too? Like, I believe, you know, there's, I'm sure there's probably a lot of things that I believe are to be true that aren't true, you know, so you can't take your own, (laughs) just because you believe, like, just because you believe something or think something doesn't necessarily make it true. So it's more like, you know we're we're um i feel like we're all in this argument over over like literal facts you know it's like it's like oh no like my religion is the right one no no mine is the right one right or like my political party is the right one yeah no 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 my political party is the right one and like it's not a zero sum game where it's like one is the right one and one is the wrong one they're all just different interpretations of yeah. This, like, you know, they're all, there's, there's, they're different metaphors for the same truth. Totally. Um, so, so getting hung up over sp- specifics and being too literal with what we believe, mm. um, that, that's when we end up being stuck in, you know, what I call this pattern of argumentative absolutes. We're like, yeah, I'm right, you're wrong. And it's like everything becomes a debate. But mm-hmm. it's like, that's why, and that's honestly why I write poetry is like, it's the opposite of an argument. <laughs> exactly. exactly. Like literally poetry is the opposite of an argument because an argument is trying to prove your point. And um, actually I think a, po- a poem is probably the opposite of like a legal contract because like a legal contract, it's kind of like an argument where it's like using language to mm-hmm. box, to box someone into a specific label, a specific label and to yeah. put them in a box yeah. whereas poetry is using language to kind of get people out of that box mm-hmm. and, to, and, and to free them so i think yes. we just need we need a healthy dose of like poetry and like mythology and yeah and this idea of like non-literal truths right you know because right. not everything is literal not, not everything is so black and white black and definitive and white. we need to have a little more subtlety and nuance with our beliefs to make room for other people are at. Right, exactly. And I always say that life isn't about being on either side. It's about 
finding that gray area and yeah. then creating your own path within that area, you know, cause that's literally what, what we're here to do. Yeah. Can you imagine if like, look at a rainbow, right? Can you imagine if the color red on a rainbow was like, mm-hmm. yeah, arguing with the color purple for being wrong. <laughs> it's true. <laughs> Oh my god, that has to be your next meme. <laughs> I know. I just thought of that. Like, That's no, the, the idea is the rainbow. That's the idea. Right. It's all of the colors. There's no yeah. wrong color. Right. Exactly. <laughs> that, There's no right or wrong with that. It just is. <laughs> right. And people might say, like, oh, what about you know, there are, you know, there are bad ideas and dangerous ideas, and that's that that that's true. You know, there are, there are ideologies that are, that are dangerous, but but that's what I'm talking about is like, those are, those are the ideologies that don't allow for the the whole rainbow to be those, the dangerous ideologies are the ones that say red is the only color and the rest are bad. Yeah. So that's not what I'm saying. I'm just saying that they all, the idea of making space for other beliefs is inherently one that, um, that is not um, that's tolerant of others' b- beliefs without trying to condemn. Which that 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 kind of thought process right. leads to peace and understanding, not to like fringe ideologies. <laughs> totally, because um, when the people feel heard and included, um, mm-hmm. that can be a kind of a transformative experience. Yes, exactly. Absolutely. And I think we're all learning right now to, you know, be a little, I think that the lesson is to be a little bit more open-minded and to try to truly understand one another. And again, you don't have to agree, but you can at least like respect that that person has their own values, their own set of beliefs and, you know, be okay with them feeling that way and not needing to impose your truth on anyone. Yeah, that's that's the thing. Yep. And yeah. I, um, <laughs> yeah, I've learned thing. that the hard way. <laughs> you know, I mean, I learned that with my with my ex, you know, my previous relationship of like, I tried so hard to force him to grow spiritually when I realized like, maybe he's not on the spiritual path and he doesn't want to be, you know what I mean? Like, I can't force that. And that's when I learned my lesson. This this like now that we're in this situation, I am so, you know, just neutral about that because I'm like I'm not gonna force people to see things in the way I see it because everyone has their own path and everyone wakes up at their own time yeah absolutely everyone's on their own path everyone's at a different place in their journey you know you could even see there's like old souls and young souls that are different stages of their you know souls souls evolution so Mm -hmm. certainly and I think the best thing you can do is just um lead by example yeah you know, show sure. if 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 you're if you are indeed um you know awakened so to speak, right. then you're gonna then, then 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 hopefully that would mean that you're happier and that you're more joyful mm-hmm. and that you and that you walk around um vibrating on the frequency of joy. Yeah, with they, a little less they, baggage, exactly. Yeah, <laughs> and other and other people will see your joy. Yeah, and they'll and they'll be attracted to it, mm-hmm. and they might say. Oh, what's her secret? Right, and then they, and then they might want to listen to what you have to say. Totally. So I love that's that. so much more effective than trying to ch- trying to change someone. And I know, like, we're all like, you know, we're all in the spiritual community. We're all like 
healers, right? That's yeah. kind of our, our job. So right. I think our tendency is to go, oh, I'm a, oh, I'm a healer. I, I, I have to go heal people. Yeah, exactly, <laughs> and, exactly. And then you go out and look for people to heal and then <laughs> yeah, try, yeah, to, try, try to fix them. them. <laughs> exactly. Yes. Trying to fix them. Exactly. And that's just not like that doesn't that doesn't work because no one wants yeah. to be forced into something and no one wants to be fixed. Yeah. And when they're ready, they'll, uh, you know, they'll find they'll the right people. They'll, yeah, yeah. They'll find the right, um, influences. So it's just about, Hey, you know, if, if, if you just are, if you're just a ray of sunshine in someone's life and they just, you know, mm -hmm. they, they want some of that sunshine in, in their own lives, then mm -hmm. they're going to, um, and they're ready to accept it. Yeah. Then they'll just naturally kind of be they'll, they'll gravitate towards you and want to change. Exactly. When the student is ready, the teacher appears. I always totally. say that, you know, and I'm like, no, you can't, you know, force people. You can't tell them what to do. <laughs> they got to be ready and they got to be open to it. And like they got to feel like this is something I want to commit to. And this is a path I want to be on. And yeah, and that applies to us as well in terms mm -hmm. of, um, you know, I, I, for myself, I know that there's, you know, I want to be 10 steps ahead all, at yeah. all times. You know, I want to yeah. be like, well, why hasn't X, Y, and Z, like, okay, A, B, and C have already happened, but why haven't X, Y, and Z happened? Yep. Like, yep. you want the race to be over before yeah. it starts. Yeah. And it's like, no, like, let, let run the race, like, you know, go through the whole thing and like, everything doesn't need to happen at once. Like things will unfold at the right pace if you let it. Right. That's, that's a constant reminder that I need to give myself because mm -hmm. I want, I want everything to already have happened. I want everything now. Yeah. And then I get Same. stressed <laughs> Then I get stressed for not having everything I want. And it's like, no, exactly. I have, every, I have everything I need at this moment. Right. And I, all I need to do is just trust the journey that I'm on and allow everything to unfold at its own pace because things in this 3D reality, things do happen in a linear kind of rolling out fashion. Absolutely. So you need to get there energetically first and then it takes some time for the physical world to catch up. Yes. And you can't, you can't force that. <laughs> yes, James. I love that. So true. And I, I relate to that 100%. I'm the same way. I'm always like, Oh my God, I just want to get out of this. Or, you know, I want to move through this cycle quickly. You know, I'm like, as I'm going through this, this, you know, awakening this dark night, I, I'm like, Oh my God, I just want to get out of this. I would just want to be okay. I just want to like <laughs> do things already, you know, and, and get out of this cocoon. And it's like, no, no, stay the course and stay there and be present with what is and trust that things will happen and will come to you and unfold at the time that it's supposed to. Mm -hmm. But in the meantime, it's, enjoy the journey, yeah. you know? Oh, yeah. <laughs> Get the medicine it's a, from the journey. Oh, yeah. It's yeah. patience is a, is a, <laughs> it's a virtue and it's a hard, it's, it's such a hard virtue to learn for so many of us, but yeah. it's so, it's so important. Yeah, for sure. For sure. And I'm, I'm a very impatient person. So for me, it's been quite the lesson. <laughs> Same. <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> We're doing it, James. <laughs> We're healing. We're doing it. Oh my gosh. Yeah. This, this has been so amazing. Thank you for sharing your medicine, your wisdom, your light, James. I am so grateful to know you. Um, and keep, you know, keep healing, keep doing your thing with your memes and the humor, keep it coming. 
And don't forget to make that rainbow one. <laughs> I know. Thanks for the idea. One. Thanks yes. for the idea. I love it. That is a good one. I better see that next. I can share it. <laughs> <laughs> love that, James. Just tell the audience where they could find you and anything that you might have going on that's exciting right now. I know that you have two books out. Um, so yeah, if you want to quickly talk about that, it's awesome. Yeah. Yeah. And, uh, and first of all, thanks for having me on. This was a delightful conversation. It's great to connect. Yeah, and, um, so my, my, my main channel is Instagram and you can find me at words are vibrations, all right. one word. And, um, just go into my links there to find all my links. So I've got, uh, uh my second book is actually not out yet. It's coming out in a couple weeks. So Ooh, okay. it's a, it's a book of poetry and memes. It's the first ever book of published memes. And it's oh my God, I'm excited. <laughs> and it's, it's combined with poetry. Um, and the title is very relevant. The whole theme of the book and the title is very relevant to the conversation that we're having now. And the title is how to laugh in ironic amusement during your existential crisis. Oh, yes. I need to get this book. So it's very much a book for the times. Like I think I, I, I saw like some, if you watch TV now or like even new movies that are coming out, there's nothing that's being honest about the, the state of the world. Like all right. the entertainment that's coming out is still kind of like pretends that like COVID never happened. Yeah. So yeah. I, my book is attempting to like basically um you know face head on the, mm -hmm. the the world as it is today with all the craziness that we're going through and it's really a, 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 a an emotional and spiritual <laughs> guidebook for these times oh my gosh i love it i can't wait to get it i'm so excited <laughs> yeah thank you and then um my podcast is called homesick alien club Ooh, and yes. um you can find me there and again all the links from my instagram so just uh just check check me out there perfect yeah i'll make sure to put everything in the show notes too so people can like click and find you and it'll be easy for yeah. anyone to just look and stuff but thank you james you're awesome and i can't wait to just keep connecting with you and chatting about these this existential crisis and we got this <laughs> we got it we got it this we can do it <laughs> All right. Thanks so much. Bye, James. See ya. I hope you enjoyed this episode. Please share this with someone you love and don't forget to subscribe. If you're interested in coaching with me, find me on Instagram at Yasmin Elsmore. Make sure to also follow Humanity Feels on Instagram for daily inspiration and conscious conversations. Love always, Humanity Feels.